After the deadly Hamas terror attacks on October 7th, President Joe Biden was quick to embrace Israel and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Basically, his message was, Israel was attacked and they have every right to defend themselves and retaliate. Well, after two months of war in the Gaza Strip, two months of mounting civilian deaths, the daylight between Biden and Netanyahu is getting brighter and brighter. This just in, a new candid message from President Biden on Israel. At a fundraiser in Washington just a short while ago, Biden told donors that Israel is losing support around the world. Biden told donors that Netanyahu needs to change his tactics, but it's difficult for Netanyahu, according to President Biden, because of his hardline government. Earlier this week, Biden said Israel had been engaged in indiscriminate bombing in Gaza. In fact, a new U.S. military assessment found that nearly half of the 29,000 bombs dropped on Gaza have been so-called dumb bombs, meaning they are not guided and extremely imprecise. This is all according to three sources who have seen the document. And when asked for comment, an IDF spokesperson said the military wouldn't discuss the type of munitions they're using. But remember how badly that bombing has decimated Gaza's infrastructure. Civilians living in ramshackle tents, hungry, scared, not sure when the next airstrike will come. And when it does, where are the injured supposed to go when there is nowhere safe in Gaza? She says she's not in pain, so that's good. This week, CNN's chief international correspondent, Clarissa Ward, got rare access to a field hospital in southern Gaza. Today, she tells us what she saw. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rind. Clarissa, tell me how you found yourself inside southern Gaza earlier this week. We have been trying for weeks and weeks to get into Gaza, and it has been impossible for international mm. journalists to go inside. There has been uh, extensive and incredibly brave reporting coming from journalists on the ground at huge cost uh, to their livelihoods. More than 60 journalists inside Gaza, according to the Committee to Protect Journalists, have been killed since October 7th. Finally, we were able to get access. So we've just crossed the border into southern Gaza. This is the first time we've actually been able to get into Gaza since October 7th, and we are now... We traveled with some medical volunteers who are working at a field hospital that has been set up near the southern border with Egypt, near Rafah, by the United Arab Emirates, the UAE. They recently opened this field hospital. It has already been inundated with patients because unlike the vast majority of hospitals inside Gaza, they are able to get a reasonable amount of supplies in, they have state-of-the-art equipment, and they have a measure of protection from the ferocious bombardment that has been going on. Mm. And so what did you see when you got there? Our ambulance. That's real life. And this is what you hear all the time now? Yes. At least 20 times a day. At least 20 times a day. Maybe more sometimes. Within minutes of arriving at the hospital, there was a large strike nearby. Mm. And 
About 10 minutes later, the first casualties from that strike started to arrive at the hospital. They will send right now two amputated uh, young uh, male uh, from uh, just the bomb. From the Kosov we just heard, from the bomb we just heard? This is uh, my understanding. Okay. They will arrive to our radio. A man arrived with one half of his leg missing, a 13-year-old boy also missing his foot, screaming in agony. Those haunting wails were very difficult to hear. And the doctor said, this is what we're facing every day, sometimes 20 times a day. So let me understand this. You are now basically the only hospital around that still has some beds? I guess so, yes. Or maybe I'm very sure of that because they are telling me uh, one of the hospitals with a capacity of 200, uh, they are accommodating 1,000 right now. And the next door hospital, I'm not very sure, he said like 50 to 200, uh, has maybe 400 to 500 patients. So at one occasion he called me, he said, I have three patients in each bed, please take any. I said, send as many as you can. They take a deep breath and do what they need to do. But even they would admit that it has been extraordinarily hard because so many of the patients that they're treating, so many of the casualties that they're seeing are children. According to the UN, two-thirds of those killed since October 7th inside Gaza are women and children. She says she's not in pain, so that's good. We met an eight-year-old girl called Jinan, who is in a full-body cast after a strike on her family home. She was very lucky in that her immediate family were not killed, although some of her neighbors were. Her femur was fractured, and her mother had been out when the blast happened and came back to the home in an absolute panic because she didn't know where her little girl was. And she actually broke down sobbing as she was telling this story of her relief at them being able to find Janan at the hospital and her relief at knowing that the doctors would be able to treat and to save her. She'll be in that full body cast for six weeks. Mm. But we also encountered other stories that were even more harrowing. We met a little boy called Amir, less than two years old, who was there with his aunt. Who did not yet know that his parents and his siblings were killed in the strike that has left him disfigured. His shoulder has been fractured. He has a huge gash down the middle of his face. He is listless, clearly still in shock, clearly still in a lot of pain. And I just would say that seeing so many children 
injured in such grotesque ways and at the same time being cognizant of the fact that these are the relatively lucky ones in that they mm. have survived and they are alive and they are getting medical treatment is just not something you can ever get used to and not something you can ever be okay with. I'll have more with Clarissa after the break. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support, your sleep number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Back now to Tug of War and my conversation with CNN's Clarissa Ward. Clarissa, of course, those awful scenes you witnessed at the field hospital are just a small, small window into the suffering in Gaza right now. I mean, the devastation is just immense. And this really stood out to me. Israel says it has struck more than 22,000 targets since October 7th. Do we have a sense of how those numbers fit into the historical context of modern war? That really is unprecedented in terms of recent military warfare. We have not seen anything like that pace, mm. that intensity, that ferocity. And you just have to look at the wreckage, the rubble, the extortionate civilian death toll. So the death toll is hovering at about 18,000 at the moment, which would roughly translate to 11,800 civilian casualties. In 20 years of war in Afghanistan, the U.S., according to independent monitoring groups, killed 12,000 civilians. So roughly the same number of civilians killed one in two and a half months and one in 20 years. Wow. How did it feel to be there, Clarissa? Because basically no international journalists have been allowed in. Did that weigh on you at all? It has been excruciating, honestly, to sit on the sidelines and desperately want to be able to do our jobs and go inside and complement the efforts of these extraordinarily brave journalists inside Gaza and be able to do what we do and report on the ground. That just hasn't been possible. And it has haunted all of us, I think, and weighed on all of us. So to have the privilege of going in, even for a brief window, and I want to be very clear, to have the privilege of knowing that there was a modicum of security attached to that, mm. um, that the journalists who live inside Gaza, who have been there since October 7th, most certainly do not have. Right. That was 
an incredible opportunity, but also a huge responsibility. I think that we all felt that we desperately wanted to try to do justice to this story and to try to tell the stories of the people who have been living through this for more than 60 days. Do you think that the the people who are in Gaza dealing with all this right now, is the bearing witness enough? I'm not sure that it's enough. I think the people of Gaza are more concerned with surviving this whole ordeal. Mm. I think that they are trying to get through the day. I do think from talking to people that they feel they have been abandoned and forgotten and left to die by the world. And so, of course, they want people to be engaged with their story and to be using their various platforms to make sure that people are aware of what is happening. But their primary focus is on doing whatever they can to call for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. Their primary focus is on survival. Mm. Well, as always, Clarissa, thank you very, very much. Thank you, David. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Anna Sterla and me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas. Our technical director is Dan DeZula. Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. We get support from Alex Manasseri, Robert Mathers, John Dionora, Lenny Steinhardt, Jameis Andres, Nicole Pesaru, and Lisa Namoro. Special thanks to Brent Swales and Caroline Patterson. We'll be back on Monday with another update. I'll talk to you later. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.